Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me at HyperCleanMarshall on most platforms. Best way to get in connect, though, is on the new Facebook group, Hyper Clean Specialist, or shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. Joined today by Greg and Sean, and looking forward to this episode. Greg can be found on most platforms at Masterson's Wax, but if you're on TikTok, find him at Masterson's Car Care. Best way to get in touch, shoot him a text direct, 562-335-2053. And Sean is found on platforms at uh, Orbis X Inc., uh, best way usually on Facebook and uh, or go to uh, or send them an email, Sean at orbisx.ca. Uh, Greg, I am, uh, as I close out, this will be our final. Uh, well, tomorrow I'm sure we'll talk about SEMA on the pub. We usually do kind of chop up, you know, what goes on, you know, the first part of the week. And, you know, when we're on the pub, we'll usually chop it up. So I'm sure we'll say something about SEMA. But this will be the official last uh, SEMA episode for 2021. And uh, so I am drinking the Twisted Tea. And it is my <laughs> kind of like, uh, as I started going to SEMA, it was just something I randomly got one day when we were walking. Because like I said, I mean, I, for me, SEMA has always been also everything else, right? I mean, actually very little goes on at SEMA for us as detailers. When you're walking around, you're usually trying to look for stuff. You don't know where anything's at. And, it, you know, you might run into some people, which is a lot of fun. But really what happens is the community after hey. hours, right? You know, hey. which we talked about. And uh, <laughs> Twisted Tea is one that I usually like to find in some of those little grocery stores as you're walking down through, you know, the main street. Or if you're down in Fremont, you know, you find those little places. And I don't know, one day I grabbed Twisted Tea. Uh, at a casino when we were walking around and ever since then it becomes the Vegas drink so nice. <laughs> as I close out the SEMA episodes man tell us right because there's mixed reviews you, you see on Facebook groups these selfies and they're amazing how many people they helped and it's been such a blessing to be at SEMA and then you know you, you look at the photo and you don't see many people there uh, you hear some people that have come out and said like made public statements like if you didn't go you were wrong and you know you missed out so you know what what are what's your thoughts what's it look like from your perspective while you were there okay well we'll just we'll just cut this quick because i know we've been talking about sema for like months and then you guys are going to go off about it so for everybody listening i did attend sema 2021 the only person on this podcast that did attend sema 2021 uh so here's here was my review quick review in under three minutes masterson greg masterson visits sema 2021 so first of all the actual sema show was garbage nobody was there and i mean there was actually people there yes there was a bunch there was people there yes was it like it was supposed to be no it was not there was not the massive amount of crowd that there normally is. Normally there's so much crowd, you cannot see anything, okay? And, and, and Marty knows what I'm talking about. So much crowd, 
You just can't see anything. And this year, lots of open space. <laughs> lots of space. And, 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 and I, I, I got video of this, so I can show you, Marty. I was just walking around. Areas in, in you know, the way, you know, the, the, the entrance, you know, before they go into the hall, there's these like, you know, um, entryways. Those are usually filled to the max. People sitting on the floor. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, Marty. And, and, and Sean, wasn't happening like that this year. Um, and uh, uh, yeah. Well, I think, so, Greg, what were the booths like? Because this is what I thought was really funny is somebody said that their booth was packed, right? No, no was packed. No. Well, no, these are quotes, right? This is a specific quote from somebody that had a booth there. Yesterday, busy. Today, it's packed. Well, somebody in the community <laughs> sent a photo of that. Booth, and it's completely empty. Completely empty. Mm. So completely empty. No one was there. And I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. I was very unimpressed with all of the booths there. They were all completely garbage. There was a company there, a very large company who had two booths. And I was very unimpressed with their booths. It made me want to go to SEMA just to blow them away because the booth was so unimpressive. I was like, this is like setting up at a, <laughs> this booth was not a trade show booth. This booth was pretty much a swap meets style sale booth with a table mm. and uh, uh, a table cover and the bottles look like shit. I'm not even going to mention the company. It was two thumbs down. Um, so Greg, let me ask man, you this just in theory, because this was something that Nick said yesterday. So I'd really love to know your opinion on it. Is the detail industry really not even represented there at SEMA? Has SEMA completely almost thought of us as a redheaded stepchild, you know, in a sense that we've got a lot more organization inside a bunch of the other industries that are inside SEMA, right? But then the detailing industry is all over the place. You don't know where they're at and it's chaotic. Well, the okay, you know, that's what, how, what are your thoughts on why that is? That's how it used to be, but actually all the detailers now, the detailing companies are all in one hall in this new hall. At, uh, they, they built a new hall at the Las Vegas Convention Center, the West Hall, and all of the detailing companies were in there. So I actually didn't really visit the rest of SEMA. Mm -hmm. I visited the main area where the Ford booth is, the hot rod stuff, the, you know, the, the big aftermarket stuff. I walked around in there only for like an hour. And then all of my time was spent in the new booth It's or the new hall. It's kind of far away from everything and it's, it's a far walk. And so that's why I was pretty much over there the whole, the whole entire time. I was impressed with a few booths. The booths were not impressive themselves, but the way they attracted people and they had people there at the booth interacting, I won't give those companies free publicity, but there was some good booths there. Some ceramic companies had it going on. That's what that, that, that was really, uh, I was really impressed with that. Other than that. What drew people booths, in? Um, uh, they actually were interacting with people. See, I oh. think during 2020, um, people lost their people skills. And so at SEMA, instead of all of the booth people interacting with customers, they were sitting there dicking around on their phones. So why were you even at a trade show if you're going to be sitting on your phone staring the whole time? It's a great question. Why Which were you even Nick said that multiple vendors, and you, you heard of multiple people there, just were sending people home because they just wow. people weren't doing anything. So that well, makes I, sense. Yeah, like yeah, why... Why, why keep them there if they're just playing on the phone? Yeah. All right, so this is a fun question I want to start asking because I saw this meme and I just kind of laughed out loud. I thought it was super hilarious. <laughs> I'd love to know what, what are some funny memes or some cool memes that you guys have seen this week? For me, uh, it's from Dan uh, Garoski, who's in the community. 
community. He, uh, he did one that uh, it said, uh, it was like, uh, you know, when we were younger and you would go do your, uh, you know, my dad does this type of thing, you know, the oh, yeah, yeah. dad does, you know, at yeah. school. My dad's a lawyer. My dad's a fireman. You know, I, you know, my dad's a car detailer. And, and then the meme is the kid crying because the teacher goes, oh, so he, he's a car washer? Question mark. Yeah. And like, I just think it's super funny because inside of detailing, right? Like we, we hate to be associated with anybody that only washes a car. Wow. Yeah. People that only wash a car, you know, it's really just a matter of how many times you do it in an hour and not so much if you wash a car, because if you can wash a car really well, many times in an hour, you know, you make a lot of money. Uh, I enjoyed owning a car wash. It was a lot of fun learning how to wash as many cars as you possibly can in one hour. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Any fun memes, Sean, volume. that you've seen? Well, <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. When you sent me the, the thing that we were doing today, this morning, I actually saw one that I literally was dying of laughter at, but I don't even know if it's appropriate. To share. I'd have to send Unity, it maybe. Nothing's appropriate. Yeah, this is true. This is true. But but I'll share another one too that, uh, you know, the guy, the Dosakis guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw one that he had. There was two that I saw. I'll share the other one too. But um, it said uh, basically, I don't, I don't always accidentally, but when I do, hold on, I gotta pull it up because I'm, I'm messing it up. Yeah, I don't always accidentally, but when I do, I accidentally the whole thing. <laughs> and so I, it's, I don't it's normally like, accidentally, but when I do, I accidentally accidentally the whole thing. thing. It it made me laugh anyways because my big thing with like marketing stuff is always just like just try shit. Like, I don't know what's going to work. You know? And you just got to try things. People always try and perfect their ads. They spend, you know, three weeks doing it. And then they're like, oh, shit, it didn't work. Well, you should have just started day one, launch something, and then keep tweaking it as you go. But anyway, so that was a good one. But the other one I saw, it had two cars. And there was a guy with a Yaris. And he was like, uh, I get, you know, 51 miles per gallon or whatever. What do you get? And the other guy had a hot rod. And he just said, pussy. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and as someone that like i drive a v8 so for me i was like that's awesome <laughs> greg anything fun you know i i saw a good one that that's one of my favorites uh where it has a, a kid and he's going oh and uh it says me cleaning my car and the neighbor can you do mine next ha 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 and i don't know how and every time i get that you don't know how many times I hear that washroom. Hey, um, I'm next. And actually, yeah, yeah. and the funny yeah, yeah. thing is, is me, when that happens, I usually try to flip it on a sale because I'm oh, working. So I'm like, yeah. oh, hey, you want to get booked in? I got washes right now in an hour. You want to get booked in at 45? <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, I thought it was for free. And some one time somebody guy did this, like, I thought it was for free. And I literally just said, well, what made you fucking think that? <laughs> and he was like, uh, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. All right. So we want to talk today a little bit about decisions, about thinking through things and about looking backwards in order to look forwards, whether we should mm. or shouldn't. There's mixed views on whether or not we should analyze ourselves, look at things we've done, or maybe we should just always be looking towards the future. So I'd really love to break into that with you guys. And it's funny you mentioned that a second ago, Sean, because that really is the basis of it, right? Because we can many times have an idea of way we want to put out our brand or our car or our lifestyle or whatever it is that we choose to put out into the world through social media. But then we might question, 
We might hesitate. We yeah. might keep thinking about it and thinking about it. And then we, we want it to look at this way, or we might swipe it over to have this type of uh, you know, look that, that it's got, what's that? What are the filters or whatever, you know, like yeah. we, we might edit photos a lot. I edit photos. We might look at video editing, you know, there's all these different things that we begin to start to dissect what it is that we're trying to put out. When is that positive to do? When is it negative? But before we get into the marketing discussion, what about us personally, right? What do we ever look at our own selves, dissect ourselves, think through who we are? Is that something you do, Greg? Yeah, it's called pondering. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you ponder, what do you think about? You know what? I try to think about how we're going to get through the next year, man. Like that's what I, that, that's a lot what I go on. What are we going to do, be doing next year? I like to think about what we're going to be doing in like five years. And you it, personally though, not so much company. Like I spend time and this yeah. is me, right? This, uh, I spend time a lot of times in the shower, right? Or uh, when I'm doing yoga and I'll just, I'll put on some music and I'll, I'll stretch and I'll just dive into thought processes about myself. Right. I do that all the time. And the, yeah. the thing I wonder is where am I going to be in, a certain amount of time, like where am I going to be this time or that time? It may, and I, I think about that a lot. And that's why I usually, and when I'm thinking about that, so I start thinking about what's, what, what are we going to be doing in five years or in three years, six years? I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, just where am I going to be? What am I going to actually I was thinking about what am I going to be doing? Just what am I going to be doing in, 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 in 2027? I thought about that. All right. So then and, you come up with that. Do you come back and do like self checks about yourself of, you know, Hey, am I doing things to get there? Do I, do you ever look back at decisions that you made and go, Hey, did, is that helping me? Or is that negative? Is it ever a, a look backwards or is it always a, where do I want to be? It's never a, where I want to be. It's where um, I feel like I'm trying to focus where I'm going to be because mm. I feel like I can't imagine the way I like to work is I feel like that's working backwards, right? Like, okay, I, I want to be here. So I'm going to do these things now to get there. I'm kind of thinking if I do things differently now, where will I be in this amount of time? So I think if I make these changes now, will it change where I'm going to be in, in five, seven years, 10 years? Cause mm -hmm. I, I know where I want to be in five, seven, 10 years, but is what I'm doing going to place me there? And the I what you mean. You're more thinking like the day to day, like, okay, the things that I'm doing now, what trajectory am I on by doing those things? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Kind of, what, yeah. yeah. What and so I was, I was just thinking actually about um, uh, where I want to be in 10 years. Cause I think I, I, I was talking about the podcast that I want to retire by the time I'm 50. So if I want to retire by the time I'm 50, am I doing these things? Am I going to retire by the time I'm 50? But then I started thinking about when I'm 50, what's going to be around. So that led me to think of stuff that won't be here. If I'm not going to be working when I'm 50, what else is going to be working? And that's why yeah. I posted on Facebook the other day that I think the top three jobs that are not going to exist in 2027 are truck driver, real estate agent, and uh, car salesman. And people were like, truck driver? I, I, no, truck drivers will never go away. We need those. Automation. Well, they'll just be robots. Like, of course, yeah. they're going to go away. <laughs> right, because we'll need them so much. I don't know about by 27, though. I, I'm thinking by 2027, it's going to really, it's going to start going away. 
you know, like, like, cause I, I was, somebody was asking me, where do you want to be in the future? And, I, and my thing was, I want to be driven around by robots. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, don't I think have... a big thing, <laughs> I agree with you though. And I do think a big shift that happened with the pandemic and everything is that with supply chains being interrupted, people realized that that was a big problem. The reason, the main reason, or one of them that they were interrupted was because the human component, because humans had to pilot these, you know, vehicles, things like that. It, they had to be tested if they tested positive or won't feeling well, or now if they don't have a vaccine, maybe they can't go certain places, like all these factors, take them out of the equation. Now you're just moving boxes by robots. It, there's no risk or issue with that. I think it's going to happen. I agree faster than we think. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. They're already testing you? with massive drones that carry huge packages. You know? Sean, so, do, you, do you analyze yourself? Like, do you go through and and think through yourself and process yourself or so much is ridiculous but I, I do it similar to how greg does it as well uh, i usually do it when i'm running on the treadmill uh, so i do kind of a day review and then i do weekly reviews as well uh, so every sunday i sit down and kind of give myself a performance review like i have goals things i want to do i want to read x amount of books i want to do x amount of you know sit-ups push-ups so on and so forth i want to you know read a book every night to my kids those kinds of things and i see if i'm on track to being the type of person i want to be uh, i feel it you know, you are your machine, right? So, you know, you put oil in your car, you get a tune up and stuff like that. That's, that's one machine you use to transport around. But a lot of people forget that you are your machine. And so the food that you ingest, the, the books you read, things like that. Like even for me, I know this might sound silly, but I've been married now. We just celebrated 10 years. Uh, I know. Congrats. Uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think about things like after 10 years, what do you talk about? Like my wife and I are home all day together every day. And we spend 23 hours a day together. So what do you talk about? So I read a lot of things, sometimes things that are interesting to me, but they're more interesting to her, just so I have stuff to talk to her about, you know, so things like that. So, you know, it's all these little things. I make sure that I'm on track to do those kind of things. But yeah, I'd say I, I assess things daily. But uh, when you assess things and you're looking through yeah. your progress, do you do you question things that you do? Do you you take into consideration that? Uh, sort of, yeah maybe you should doubt some actions by looking at some things. How do you process, um, you know, the pluses of. and the minuses in a sense? Yeah. So me, I focus a lot more on execution. So I don't, I don't have like, I, I don't look at things like regret or doubt, things like that too much. I'm more just like, these are things I got to do and maybe it'll work out well, maybe it won't. So I, I do look back and see if something was successful. I'd say, you know, like, Oh, I want to read, you know, like five books a week. So if I, let's say I only hit four, I look at other things and I'm like, how come I didn't hit the fifth one? I want to hit the fifth one. And so I make adjustments like that, but it's more just, how can I sort of tweak my lifestyle to, to improve it? Greg, why do you think people doubt themselves, right? Because us as quote unquote business owners, or we clean cars or we detail cars, or we have a small business or we're out there trying to get a small business, right? We're, we've got some initiative in us to go forward with an idea that we want to accomplish. You know, but what causes some people to doubt? You know, doubt, I, I feel like doubt is actually a lot of, doubt is a lot of it is genetics. I, I think the doubt mm. is a lot of genetic. Like people, you can't deny your genetics, you know, who, who you are and, and what is inside of you. But there are people out there who doubt things. And then there's some people who just don't doubt shit. And those, mm. <laughs> those, those are the difference between the, let me just jump in the pool and the, oh, let me just go feel it with my toe. 
and then I'll consider it later, right? Those are a big difference in people. Those, and then I, you think about those millions of years ago and you realize those people with the doubt, those are the people that are like, I can't stay here or I have to stay here. I have to stay here, it's safe. And then other people that had no doubt, they're like, fuck it, I will walk thousands and thousands of miles. Let's go see what the fuck's over there, right? And that, that is the same thing in life with business. I think even today, you know, the people who, they don't have doubt. If you look at their like uh, ancestors, their family, the the, 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 the risk takers yeah, doubt either. Yeah, the risk takers keep going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It is. There is some uh, nature on that, but it is. It is who you are, and so I feel like the doubt comes from uh, uh, just genetics on that. And right. with with life, with business, it's it's crazy on 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 doubt because um, if you doubt stuff, like you'll just. Doubt. Oh. It can fully consume people. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I used to be a little more cautious with some things until I realized two things. And I was talking to this guy. He was one of my old clients actually. And, you know, I was reviewing some numbers with him and stuff and the numbers didn't seem as positive to me because I was like, well, listen, you're, you're still like, you're churning like five to 10% of your customers that just aren't paying their bills. And he said, that's perfect. And I said, well, no, we have to find a way to, you know, like tighten, tighten the ship up. And I was doing some consulting. How can we improve this? And he said, I hope that number stays at 10% forever. And I looked at him like, what the hell's wrong with you? And he told me, he says, if you're not losing 10% of your business every year, you're not taking enough risks. And he said, so I have to take some of those risks and I'm going to take on some of these people. He said, but taking that risk is the risk that my competitors don't want to do. When he told me that I was floored. It took me a minute to just kind of wrap my head around it. When I did, I realized that, you know, the best thing in life is that like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm just starting up. Should I get this or this? I'm like, listen, man, you can always go back. If it doesn't work, bring it back to the store. If it does work, great. You know, like good for you. So I, I don't know. I look at things like the level of risk. If it's like, hey, I have to, you know, put up a second mortgage to open up this other business. That might be a little more risky than, you know, like what polisher should I buy? You know, yeah. so I look yeah. at things like that. It's that's how you make your decisions. Yeah, like risk. I feel for me when I talk about risk or doubt or anything for me, it's always relative. Like I'll give you mm-hmm. an example. 15 years ago, when gas was really cheap, okay, 15 years ago, <laughs> a, <I remember. laughs> a $300 speeding ticket seemed like a lot of money. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna get popped with a speeding ticket, it's gonna be $300. Now it costs $70 to fill my tank. I don't care about the $300 speeding ticket and it's still $300. It's the same as it was 15 years ago. Inflation <laughs> didn't hit the ticket. So I was like, that's true. Like last year I got like four tickets. I just paid them and, and got the lawyer to get out of them. It cost me like a couple hundred bucks, but the risk is now balanced by the world that I'm in. Who cares? It's mm-hmm. a little right, fair enough. But the, take that analogy, and there's plenty of people that if they were out driving and they got a ticket, they may never, they, they, they have a, an ingrained fear then to go and perform that action again, right? Like mm. many people wouldn't get the four tickets. They would have just got the one ticket and then they wouldn't get the second because they stopped speeding, right? Like think that into, into life, into business and whatever. Like if we have an idea and we're going forward with something, sometimes what causes a fear or a doubt is failure. Yeah. Right? Is the thing going wrong? Is it not working? That thing not working can cause a doubt, right? So when I think of what causes fears or doubts, I think of that a lot of times with people. I know plenty that 
oh, hey, I started this, or, oh, hey, we were going this, but this happened, and so now, you know, we're not doing it anymore. Hey, I really wanted to get customers, and so I tried to make some posts, but we didn't really get any feedback, so now I just don't even make any posts anymore, but I'm still wondering why I don't have customers, right? They start down something, and then it happens. Uh, was it Tim Ferriss, I think it was, that said uh, we're born with two, two fears in life, uh, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. So if everything else came later, that means we can reprogram ourselves back to only having two fears. Uh, what if we did that in marketing, right? So let's talk about that, Sean, because uh, we sure. mentioned it a second ago. Hey, before you move on, I got a question. So if we're Go only born it. with two fears, fear of falling, and fear of loud shit. If I yell at my baby or if I <laughs> throw him in the air a lot and he gets over those fears, is that motherfucker Superman? He'll be invincible. Yeah. Could be. Or he's going to be Find a fucked up kid later in life. <laughs> you, he's going to walk be sleeping. around like, oh, yeah. God damn. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be afraid of, of, of all that stuff, right? He might not be afraid, but he's always going <laughs> to, he might have a twitch, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And you, you might have your hands full when he's a teenager. <laughs> Go, hey, let's do this, Greg. You run that scenario. And as Sean said, in 16 years, we'll get back in touch with you and let's check in and see how it's going. See how much hair you have left. I'm, I'm, cool, I'm cool with that because there's still coding companies out there that just opened up six months ago and they're saying their stuff lasts five years. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll play some gambling numbers right here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Sean. When, when you think of fears and we're thinking marketing, right? You know, yeah. is it a good, is, it, is that practical? I, I mean, did what I say make sense or do people have fears when it comes to what they're putting yeah. out for marketing? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people have fear. I think part of it comes from just lack of knowledge. I think they don't understand two things. One is if they haven't done it before, then they're scared of what the outcome could be. Um, so I think that lack of knowledge of having just not done something, that's why I always suggest just, just do something it, it, like even start an ad with a dollar a day. Like, you know what I mean? And just, and it'll fail miserably, but you're going to learn something from that and at least get your feet wet. So I think lack of knowledge, like not knowing what's on the other side, you know, what's, what the outcome is going to be. But I think a big part of it, like Greg said, genetics, almost like, like what you're surrounded with. So if you, hang out with people that are fearful of things that people that aren't taking chances. Like, like if you're the only business owner or new business owner out of all of your friends, for example, it's gonna be really difficult for you to, you know, pursue anything because they they've all taken the route. That's less fearful at times for, for me, to be honest, a nine to five scares a shit out of me. Actually, you're putting all your faith in someone else, you know, their abilities to run a company that that scares the shit out of me. And we see companies go out of business all the time. So you're that, that to me is not stability. Uh, so like I encourage my kids to pursue, you know, <laughs> other avenues in the world. But uh, but I think what they're surrounded with in the world is fear overall. So many things like you're taught from when you're a kid, you know, like you, you cross the street, look both ways. It's not uh, we don't focus. I mean, those are safety things, obviously, but so much of our life is just it drilled into you to be careful of the world outside. Like the world's a scary place. You know, there's there's not as much. And you see other parents that, you know, they let their kids just, you know, go play here and there. They scrape themselves up and, and those ones end up taking more risks later on. Like me, I used to do BMX. Uh, so I, you know, flipped my bike. I'd scratch myself up, all kinds of stuff. My parents gave me a helmet, but still I injured myself. I was taking risks, you know, when I was younger. 
I had some friends that they tried biking with us. They wouldn't hit the jumps the same. They were a little more fearful and stuff. And I look at what they're doing in life now and they're a product of that upbringing kind of thing, you know, where they were just scared to do stuff. So biggest recommendation I could have is just try new stuff. Try, try new things that are out of your comfort zone. See how they feel. Especially I noticed with business owners, you've seen it. They're scared to call customers. Like they, they want to do everything by text and they get ghosted. And oh, he goes to me. Like, well, yeah, you didn't fucking call him. Pick up the phone, call him. You know, it's simple, uh, but they're scared. Greg, when, you, when you've looked around, you've, you've seen and talked to people, what fears do they have with marketing? You know, people have the biggest fears. What you said, it's it's they're afraid of losing. They're afraid mm. of, of losing. And in reality, they should not be afraid of losing. Losing is very easy to deal with, very easy to handle compared to winning. If you mm. think losing's hard, try winning. <laughs> winning is real hard, okay? Nobody ever said losing the lottery was hard right? But when you win the lottery, your life is really fucking hard. You think it's easy that you won the lottery, but anybody- They have support groups for that. Yeah. Go, go yeah. Google what it's like to win the lottery. Your life is like really hard after that. People send you letters asking for money. Help me, help me, help me. Imagine dealing with that, right? That's part of winning, right? So people have to really get comfortable with losing so that when the winning comes, which it will, because it's all a numbers game, just lose enough, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will you will have a better time winning. And that's why I've met people in life that never got comfortable with losing. And they never, they never enjoyed losing. And so they have something in life called self-sabotaging behavior, where mm-hmm. they, when something comes too good, when they almost start to win, and when things seem like it's going to start going on the up, they fuck it all up and they don't think that they're fucking it up, but they do it in their own mind and they make they're scared happen. of what happens next. Yeah. They're scared. What happens if, if this, if this goes good, then I'm going to change and then my life's going to change. And then what's going to happen. I don't know what that could be like. Oh, fuck it. Let me just screw it all up. I'll, I'll just be a, I'll just sabotage it out. That's true. So, I've, I've seen it happen. So do you do you think that people do that inside their marketing too? Yeah. Or, or what is, how does that fear translate over to marketing? Because the fear of failing, I guess, could cause people to not ever put anything out or not go make that phone call, Sean, or not go knock on that door. Is the fear of failing what inhibits so many of us in marketing, Greg? Is that your thought? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the fear. And a lot of people with the marketing, they don't want to, they don't understand that marketing is a long-term game. It's not mm-hmm. a day to day to day to day to day. If, if some people that get very frustrated with the marketing are usually in sales and they're like, I need to do day, 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 day on this much stuff every day. And I need to see that result on Monday. I need to see a result Tuesday. I need to see the result by the end of the week. And with marketing, it, it's a long-term game that you need to be doing significantly. I was doing consulting from a, for another business. Another business said that one of their employees quit or like left. And that employee was doing TikTok for them, a lot of TikTok. So the business owner said that they pulled out of TikTok and weren't doing anymore. And I said, why? Oh, well, I don't do that. I do Facebook. And I said, okay, how much of your revenue was coming in? How many of your customers were coming in from TikTok? They said, about two out of 10. I said, okay, well, where were the other ones? 
And they said, from Facebook, Instagram, walk-ins and referrals. And so I said, okay, cool. So you're getting 20% of your th things from TikTok, 20% from Facebook, 20% from referrals, 20% from Instagram, or they might have said 20% from walk-ins, right? It was, it, was, it was divided clean across five. And he looks at me, he says, yeah. And I said, okay, so you cut out TikTok, your sales went down 20%, right? He says, oh, yeah, about yeah. So right there, you pulled one thing out yes. of your business that you didn't think was running good. That was 20%. Your business went down 20%. That's going to put your business out, you know? But people think, oh, uh, I, you know, I don't know what that was doing. Uh, I don't know if maybe what I'm, if that marketing was, was going good. You don't find out if that marketing was going good until you stop doing it. And then mm -hmm. customers that's true. Come. Okay. So let's, let's look at that. Right. Cause that's sort of why we brought into this theory, right? Questioning things, looking at doubts, then, you know, Hey, doubting could cause fears, fears inhibits people. So how do we analyze our marketing? If we're always having doubts of putting stuff out, okay, Can well, we? I, I don't know. Right. Like if we don't have enough content out there for a long enough time, we couldn't actually get quote unquote the analytics, correct? We we, we do don't need the data. know if it's yeah. working or not working if we don't put marketing out, if we don't go make the phone calls, if we don't go knock on the doors, if if we don't make the posts, learn how to edit videos, put videos out on different platforms, right? If you don't do everything, you don't really know what's gonna work or what's not gonna work. So how do we get past? the fear of just making a post of, of just making a phone call. Well, what do you think that could be, Sean? Um, I think really the only way is to just do it. And I know that sounds like yeah. obvious and it sounds maybe simple or maybe it sounds like, well, yeah, of course, but if I'm scared to do it, but like, there's no other yeah, way. You just because I, literally... I, I, you're right. And I know you're going to explain it. And I get yeah. it, but I, I, I have fears all the time of whether or not, this photo is going to work. Right. And then if Ooh. I do photos through a week and they don't work, then that means it didn't work. And I shouldn't keep doing them for you might start losing faith. Yeah. If, if, if it's not going to work. Right. So it shouldn't be as simple as just put it out. Right. Cause we could just keep putting stuff out and it never works. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's now, I want I want to take I want to take this situation a little deeper because you got a good situation. So some let's just take marketing situation right here. You have a business, Marty, and you you're doing something. What are you doing right now to drive customers in the marketing? What did you just say? You said posting pictures, right? Okay, say posting pictures. Mm -hmm. Where is the business owner getting the information that it's not working? I did what you said. You said to say it. So I was doing my yeah, best. Yeah, to yeah. Like where would you, where would, where, where would you get the information that the, that the pictures aren't working? Are you pulling that from analytic? Are you pulling that from sales? Where would you be getting that from? It's a great question. Uh, I'm getting it from people's posts in Facebook groups that they say, I've been making posts. I've been taking pictures. I've been doing this, but it's not working. Okay. So that, that's, that, that's where I get that. that. I see that a lot. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, I want to know where they're getting that from. Are they getting it from analytics? Are they getting it? From I think they're getting it from, they're just, they, because they're usually inside that sentence is I don't get any customers. I still don't have customers. Okay. That's the thing is that, that they need to reassess 
how they're looking at the marketing. And they need to under, so people need to understand about marketing is that in 2021, 2022, people need to see something 16 times before they even consider buying it. 16 times, that's a lot of times. So <clears throat> if, if you're just posting two pictures up and you're like, oh, it's not working. Well, that's really why you really got to post that same picture 16 times. Or the same picture. you can't and put that on your feed 16 times. There's no way you can't <laughs> put the same picture on. No, it, okay. I, well, I, then put the same, put the same, like let's say you're gonna take a let's say I'm gonna this is how I would do it. Let's say I'm gonna sell a Masterson's car care glass cleaner. Okay. Obviously, every picture is gonna be of the glass cleaner, but I'm gonna take that glass cleaner picture 16 to 20 times in a 16 to 20 different positions in that same time. And I will have to post that within 30 days, 16 times, because after 30 days, people are going to forget about you. So you have to post it 16 times very fast. And the person has to see it 16 times. So they might not even go on the feed that many times. So if we're cleaning cars, if we're cleaning cars, we might take a photo of us vacuuming carpets or cleaning stains, you know, or you could use an example of, uh, you know, cleaning seats and have, have car seats closed, have different types of seats and always be for that month, constantly be reminding people that we I clean seats. seats. Yeah. So like, look, let's say you want to do interior detailing. It's, it's interior detailing December and you want to do an interior detailing special for $99, right? You need to take pictures of vacuuming the carpet, vac vacuuming the seats, vacuuming the trunk vacuuming the front, vacuuming under the seat, uh, vacuuming <laughs> the door panels, uh, wiping the dashboard down. You need to like do this, this interior detailing, 16 different pictures, wiping the air vents, uh, cleaning the, the uh, um, center console, cleaning the cup holders, all this stuff 16 times before somebody might see it and be like, dang, I want to, I think I, I should I do that. that yeah. guy. I think I should get that guy's service, you know? True. So, think, so Sean, too how is it to just, put it out right so taking what what greg just said and, and analyze it back into hey you just gotta yeah. put stuff out right but you know dumb that I think down you have to for put us stuff a little out. bit you know what yeah but mean? you have to think about the the context of things like what someone's going to want to receive like the before and afters are great but really you have to think about what you're actually selling to the customer and it's it's most of the time it's not even a clean car it's the convenience of getting the clean car time. it's yeah. yeah saving them the time saving them the energy. Um, it's about maybe a different thing that they haven't even heard of before, like maybe ceramic coating and, you know, the ease that's, that's going to make for them down the road and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, selling them warranties. That's a joke. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so one, of, selling... <laughs> one of the things that, you know, it's funny is about what you were saying about uh, uh, not knowing what they want is that um, Steve Jobs said this the best. Like Steve Jobs, freaking legend. Uh, he said, people didn't know what they wanted until I showed them. And that's, that's the number one thing is with your customer, you got to show them what they want because they're not going to know that their car is dirty. They didn't know that it's, they wanted a, they didn't know that they wanted a phone with no keys. So true. is it easier, is it easier to put, if we've got a fear of making a post, right? We have a fear of, uh, of, of taking a video. There's just plenty of people that have that fear of what do I put out for marketing, right? Like I want all this, but I just don't know how to run a, 
a marketing campaign in a sense. So basically what you're saying, what we could take from it is, listen, for the month, come up with 16 different photos all about the same thing, but different going on inside of the photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you that's know, a good challenge for us to start thinking through. Hey, uh, if I want to get new customers, but I don't know how to actually do it, but I really want to get started. What would be your first step, Sean? Uh, for me, if, if they weren't sure how to get started and they, let's say they're new, they don't have any experience, um, I, would, I would literally, if that's the scenario here. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter with new, old, like anybody listening so, that goes, and we'll, we'll, this will be the closeout, you know, kind of question, right? So we'll, we'll sure. tie it out after this. Closing thoughts, right? Like, right. I want to market more. Right? Okay. I think every company wants to market more to get more customers. For sure. But we're okay. going to have doubts, fears over what we can do with that, how our time's best spent. We can look back in the past and kind of look at analytics like we talked about, but then it still comes down to us taking that step to put 100%. out the right material. What would be your recommendation on how to take I would that say that step? There isn't too much right or wrong material as long as you're doing something. And until you're proven that it's not working, do as much as you can and outsource the rest. Yeah. Um, so just like how you convince customers to come see you and, you know, get, your car detailed and oh, here's the benefits of why it's the same reason why you should hire a marketing professional is because they deal with this kind of stuff. If you're not a very creative person, they can step in and they can do that for you. They'll do it properly. They can set up all the channels and you can focus on what you do well. But the thing that you can do well is snap a couple photos when you're doing a job and tell that story. So that's what I would focus on is telling that story. That's what customers are going to want to see. And you can make stuff up. You could even clean your own vehicle Take pictures of it from an angle that they don't see it's yours and be like, you know, Suzanne was in today and she really loved the fact that, you know, we steam cleaned her daughter's seat and whatever. Make it up. Yeah, you don't even have to say Suzanne. You can yeah, just Yeah, I was going to say you don't have to lie. Yeah, you don't have to lie. I, mean, I, I would just say like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't even lie. I would just be honest. Today we're cleaning this car. Yeah. Uh, we did it. We, 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 we performed our deep wheel cleaning on this Toyota. Check out the results. Yeah. You want yeah. to give us a call, you know, like I love just the documentation of stuff. Um, uh, when you, when you show it marketing on that and, and people need to understand if they're not doing it, they're missing out on things and they really just mm -hmm. need to dive in and do it. And one of the biggest things I hear is I don't know how to use that. I don't understand how to do that. There's so many videos online. I was actually, uh, uh, a, um, uh, there was a com company that wanted me to do some consulting. They wanted me to fly to another state. To be honest, I actually didn't want to fly to the other state. And in, in the term of this, I told them, hey, look, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I can go do this marketing consulting from you because they wanted me to do a social media marketing. And what they wanted me to do is they wanted me to show them how to use Facebook, Instagram, and, and TikTok. And I said, okay, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. You can come out here and, and I can do the class for you. Like, well, we really want you to come out here. I said, okay, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to, I can save you a lot of money. Everything that I'm going to show you in this class, you can watch on YouTube. If you just search it's it on there. YouTube <laughs> and everything's there, like everything I'm going to teach you on this class is directly on YouTube a million times. They're like, oh, well, we want yeah. you to show it to you. I'm like, then fly out here. But you know, this is not hard <laughs> stuff. This is very easy stuff. 15 year olds. All on YouTube. Watching. 
On YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's all on YouTube. <laughs> Senor YouTube. He knows everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Senor YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Senor I call YouTube. it Uncle Google. Uncle Google. Uncle Google. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Google. Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I believe in technology so much. I even put one of those boxes in my kids' room because when they're doing homework, I tell them, I said, listen, you guys are so lucky. Use your resources. Ask me questions where you couldn't find it if you tried in Google. You couldn't find it if you tried in YouTube. Then ask me. Sure. But try those things first because simple questions like, you know, oh, you know, what's uh, where's this country located or something. Don't, don't ask me that if you're doing your homework. Use the resources you have. Yeah, it's it's hard with the resources. Like I was at a show not that long ago, and CMA? somebody was no, that no, wasn't SEMA. It was actually just a <laughs> random car show out, and we were selling stuff. And just some random lady came up to me. She's holding an iPhone. She's looking at it. She says, "Hey, man, where did you get that pizza?" <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, "Why are you asking me that? You have a phone. Why didn't you just search pizza? <laughs> like, obviously, it came from like." <laughs> Somewhere, Somewhere around here. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the box said like Pizza Hut, you know, on it. Uh, so, you know, people got to use their resources, man. You, yeah. the, 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 this is a powerful source. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> so much so. <laughs> so when, I, when I've thought about this, uh, as we think about, you know, what causes somebody to doubt putting something out, right? What, what causes us to doubt doing a marketing piece? Oh, I, I think it little, a lot of times comes back to what we talked about earlier, like the doubts of who we are, right? The doubts that go across our minds. And when we think of it, we doubt ourselves that we could perform it, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just me, but I've learned that I start to doubt, but I also analyze what, as you said, Sean, like, what can you do, right? Like, so maybe I, I look at some other people's marketing and I begin to doubt, you know, like, Oh, I don't have that kind of backdrop. I don't have that kind of camera. I can't do this. And I can't, I can't do this real dramatic, this really cool. I can't do that. So I, you know, I guess I'll just not do it. Or mm. I can start to look at, well, what can I do that might take an idea that's going on in there and just use what I have? To it's actually not going to look as good. You know, it's not it's gonna gonna be as dramatic done. as that other guys, but yeah. you know, it's what I could do. And then I want to do that as much as I can, because maybe, maybe if to Greg's point, if I put it out enough, then it will draw in people that have like minds that want those things that I am great at doing and maybe, right? Like, mm. maybe this is the point, right? Like marketing, we don't ever know. We could look back and question. We could think of things there's going to be a future, but I just don't know that in marketing, every time you'll know that you're going to hit the bullseye. Oh, you, you won't because yeah. things get stale too. What worked yesterday doesn't necessarily work tomorrow and stuff. Yeah. You got to always try new things and change it up. And 100%. so you got to doubt what you put out, but you doubt it in a sense of, Will this do it? Not as in, oh, I shouldn't do it, but I got to put it out and then I got to question it. Will it do it? And then I analyze whether or not it does or doesn't. And I can start to make little tweaks as I 100%. go, but I don't doubt what I think I'm good at and what I know I can do on a regular basis. And that's, Greg, I'm really glad you said that 16 times. I know you've said it before, but if we put it into the practicality of what I think a lot of people are struggling with is, they might make some 
some posts, take some pictures, make a couple phone calls, go shake a couple hands. But if they don't get immediate yeah. response, well, then they doubt it and they quit altogether. Whereas maybe if they would have continued on and if they would have keep doing what they're great at, then they would have the success. Yeah. Then you might they eventually have to... find the success because you, you are able to sustain it long enough. Yeah. True. This is that's, a... that's, that's what I think. That's my marathon, you know, not a race, man. It's long distance. Yeah. So long. And, yeah. and, and the, why people, I think, don't, I was actually taking some notes because when I believe that when people don't make posts, they don't market. First of all, they think the two reasons I've noticed is number one, not being liked. They think that they think that they're not going to be liked. They think they have to get a like. In reality, number one music video, YouTube, Music Soy La sixty nine has like way more dislikes <laughs> a good tune, than than likes. Okay, just a good example, right? People are just afraid. They're like, oh, they don't like that, mm. right? When in reality, not everybody needs to like what you're doing. It doesn't matter if they liked it or if they didn't like it. The whole point of marketing is you were seen. Saw you is that they is that they saw you, and um, uh that's that's the biggest difference is you have to get people's attention and the 100%. whole point of the marketing is to get people's attention right and then you need the reason a lot of these people they the marketing doesn't work for them is because once they get somebody's attention they don't know what to do mm. they're like oh oh shit i got your attention uh, uh <laughs> now <hey."> what <laughs> Okay. Well, if they and want to know what to do, they should go back and listen to watch our the sales funnel talk yes. for the four to five episodes so yeah. that they know what to do once they get somebody. But I really like what you said there about uh, about the fear of likes. So next week, let's dive into further about the fear of being liked and how that plays into our minds and what it does when we're trying to put out marketing underneath the concept like of fear of wondering not. Will people like it? Greg, thanks so much, man. Good talk to the community. Sean, as always, brother, thank you very much. Community, always. See you next time. All right, you guys have a great week. Adios. Thanks, you too. Looking forward to Mobile Tech 2022. Sheldon, what can you tell us all about it? Well, uh, we're back at the Rosen Shingle Creek. That's where we're in 2020. That was the most successful mobile tech expo we've ever had in the 21 years. So really looking forward to that. Um, you know, it's been a while since a lot of us got to see each other. So we're really looking forward to, you know, having some welcome back parties, lots of hands-on education, and just a really great, you know, three days, January 27th through 29th, uh, Orlando at the Rosen Shingle Creek. And where do people go to sign up? Registration is open at mobiletechexpo.com. As always, you can use code PINTS, P-I-N-T-S, to save 15% off uh, your expo or uh, education day pass. That's awesome. All right, community, go now. Register today at mobiletechexpo.com and use discount code PINTS for 15% off. Sheldon, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank mm -hmm. you.